Hey, welcome. It is eight minutes after the hour. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we have a uh, pro-Second Amendment legislator on board with us today. Representative Chuck Basie is in. Garson is in from Grafts, Grafts.com. He's brought in some firearms. We'll talk about those in just a minute. Dale Roberts is in from the CPOA. Uh, we've been talking about uh, Robert Francis, a.k.a. Beto O'Rourke, who uh, in the uh, last debate uh, made it clear he was taking AK-47s, AR-15s, uh, uh, any hollow point ammunition, uh, essentially uh, admitting what I think all the anti-gunners really uh, want to say but are afraid to, that he's taking them. But it's not being... Uh, it's not being uh, it's not being accepted very as widely, I think, as he thinks it is, uh, maybe amongst a, a small crowd. But that would be uh, that would be about it. Here is uh, one confrontation he had. I am here to say hell no, you're not. I have four children and five foot zero, one hundred pounds. Cannot really defend myself with a fist. I want to know how you're going to legislate that because a criminal by defense breaks the law. So all you're going to do is restrict law-abiding citizens like myself. Uh, oops. So hell no, you're not going to take her gun. Yeah. Um, and she makes a valid point. Oh, absolutely. And you see so many more, uh, so many articles now about you know, citizens using a, a firearm of some sort to defend themselves, their family. And I'm the email list that I get. I see more and more uh, stories about a citizen uh, coming to the aid of a law enforcement officer. Yeah, there was. I just, I mean, like in the last week, I've read two stories. I think where somebody with an AR-15. Um, protected themselves and and did so laudably. I mean, they, they came away unscathed. Uh, so they are used for self-defense in addition to hunting and target practicing and all the fun things that you can do. Uh, there is a great push at the federal level to do something, and that always scares me when politicians, forgive me, Chuck, uh, here you've got to do something. <laughs> they often will do something that later on is problematic. Attorney General William Barr is floating a proposal to expand background checks for gun buyers that is similar to an unsuccessful 2013 bill sponsored by uh, Manchin, a Democrat from West Virginia, and Patrick Toomey, Republican from Pennsylvania. It would require background checks for all, quote, advertised commercial sales, including gun sales at gun shows. Um, but it seems to me that uh, most of the people who have booths at gun shows are licensed dealers and as such do a background check by law they're already required to do so and you know the interesting thing is when they feel compelled to quote do something and it's often unencumbered by the thought process um you know the certain legislators certain bodies go out and do something a couple of years ago the state of california decided they had to do something they passed a law on you can only that said you can only buy so many firearms at once within so many every 15 days or one a month or something and the police departments it covered police departments and police departments had to go to the legislature and say we can't buy firearms for our police officers we need to do a trade-in and buy all new firearms and under the law we have to buy them one a month, one at a time. And the legislature had to say, okay, oops, we, you know, we messed up. Um, I know Chuck would never let that happen, and I feel pretty safe in Missouri. But as we've all said, at the Fed level, if they feel compelled to do something. Um, yeah. Background checks are not a particularly effective way to prevent mass shootings. Uh, the vast majority of people who commit these crimes 
don't have disqualifying criminal or psychiatric records. Uh, background checks, uh, even if they're uh, nationally uh, universal, uh, can be evaded by ordinary criminals. And we know this. We were just talking about uh, guns that were stolen uh, from a, a local gun dealer uh, that end up in the hands of criminals. They are not getting a NICS check when they're stealing guns. It's pretty useless. Yeah, not fun at all. And California's got a new ammunition background check. Uh, so my buddy Bill works for RCBS in Oro, um, California. And he went to buy some 17 rimfire ammo. The background check for him to purchase that 50 rounds of ammo was $19. Oh, yeah, wow. Well over the cost of the ammo. So they're they're t- trying to just... Um, price people out. Price of, people out of the marketplace. Yeah. I don't think it'll work, but it will open up a black market. Well, that's the thing. You have to have this... You have to have it done. Every dealer in California is compelled to do it. And as a, a non-California vendor, I cannot ship ammunition to anyone in California that is not a, a California-licensed ammunition vendor. So yeah, it's, it's just going gonna, gonna to be a black market. So what people will do is they'll buy whatever ammo they want to resell in California in other states. You know, and if they're smart, they won't hit a border store uh, just the other side. And they'll drive them in, and uh, they'll sell them black market. That's that's what I would. If I wanted to make some money in California, that might be one way to do it. Uh, by the way, Joe Manchin told Beto O'Rourke, uh, "You're not taking my guns away from me either." And he's he is a Democrat, so uh, it is not as uh, widely uh, embraced as Robert Francis O'Rourke would like. Uh, let me uh, let me turn the tables here and talk a little bit about what. Uh, what hath God brought here? Um, <laughs> Forty-four Magnum stainless. This is beautiful. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna hold this up to the camera, so people who are watching us at Gary on Guns can see what I'm talking about. Let me lower that. There you go. Uh, this is really nice. Uh, and all I can think of every time I look <laughs> at it is Clint Eastwood. So I, I can get you a blue one. No, no, no. That's all right. Um, but yeah, that's the 629 classic from Smith and Wesson in stainless. Hence the 629 and not just a regular 29. Six and a half inch uh, um, barrel. Yes. No, yeah. Um, it's got a real it, nice. Saying, for, from here, it still looks longer than that. <laughs> yeah. It, um, but it's got that full underlug, so it's got nice clean lines and a little extra weight there to help uh, scrub off some of that 44 Magnum recoil. This is, and it's a nice shape. Yeah, brand new gun. Um, it's their large frame revolver, uh, KLN size frame. They're beefy; they'll last forever, um, and they're just a joy to shoot. Did you see this? I yeah. did, and you know these firearms—they just have a great feel. You know the weight, the balance, and you know uh, shooting a forty-four Magnum out of that—you're not all that yeah. recoil is not well, going to go up your arm. And if you're looking for a, a you know a more challenging deer season this year, try handgun hunting. Um, <laughs> Well, that, that's a good that. way to do it. Oh, sorry, Chuck. Uh, Chuck, don't you know when you're holding that, don't you just feel like saying, Do you feel lucky, punk? <laughs> <laughs> it is a very nice weapon. Yeah, it's uh, very nice. It, it, what is it practical for? I mean, it's really not easy to conceal carry that. Be nice on the nightstand, I guess. Yeah, it'd be great on the nightstand. Uh, but no, uh, handgun hunting is, is a very. Challenging, um, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, and that, that'd be the gun that would do it. You could. Definitely. <laughs> Drop a pretty good size anything with that. 
What else did you bring us? Uh, since deer season is right around the corner. Uh, actually, well, it's archery season already, but um, there's a Savage... You give it to Chuck. He's, All right. he's right there. <laughs> uh, Savage 11 Trophy Hunter. Um, Savage has always had these nice rifle packages, and in the past they've used some cheaper no-name scopes. Uh, this has actually got a Nikon 3 9 by 40 scope on it. Wow. In the package price wow. of 564 bucks. Are you serious? Whoa. Yeah. That's a steal. Um, so basically, if you take the retail value of that scope off the gun, you're getting the gun for 250 bucks. I, I don't know how you go wrong yeah. with that. And How's it, Savage has, does that feel? have that right. Savage nice. AccuTrigger? Yeah. Uh, it's got the AccuTrigger. Um, and because of the way Savage headspaces their barrels, um, they're generally more accurate than um, other any other gun in their price point. You can see it on camera where Chuck is holding it, and uh, you kind of get an idea. This that is that is one sweet package. Yeah, and this one's uh, yeah. This is the seven out eight I brought, um, which is a mild shooting cartridge, and it shoots f uh, flat and far. So five um, five hundred sixty four dollars. Five hundred sixty four dollars. And it uh, that is incredible. Yeah. I mean it. If you're if you're yeah. gonna go hunting, uh, you got to go down and pick one of these up. That is a sweet looking rifle, and that's a hell of a price. I've yeah. always been impressed the, with Savage's trigger with that Accu trigger. It's yeah, the really Accu trigger. Nice. It's a sweet. It's uh, completely end user uh, tunable, so you can adjust the weight to suit your needs or likes. Really? Yeah. Nobody else offers a trigger like that. Um, in in a gun at any price. Um, you know, and if you want to upgrade the trigger in your Remington 700. You're looking at you know 100 150 bucks just for the mechanism from Jewel or Timney, and then you got to pay a gunsmith you know 50 60 bucks to install it if you can't do it yourself. And this comes with the Allen Allen screw, and you just you just adjust tune it, it back on your and forth own. to get it where you want. All right, Chuck, <laughs> quit hogging it now. It's my turn. Oh, it's not all that heavy either. No, yeah, it's a very packable rifle. Let me just go ahead and you know knock the microphone off here. And, heck, those are available in 10 calibers. That is nice. Did you play with this yet? I have not. Well, we, we, for a price, we'll let you. <laughs> in fact, for <laughs> a few hundred dollars, you can take it home with you. Yeah. That is really nice. And it comes with the optic. comes with the optic, already mounted, already bore-sided. So you can head out to the range and uh, fine-tune it to your ammo, and you're ready to go fill your freezer. Wow. That is that is one sweet deal. Now, I, I always have to ask you this. You in particular, uh, is that the only forty-four Magnum that Graphs has, or do you have others like it in stock? Th this is the only forty-four Magnum we have in stock. And it won't be there till Monday. It will not be back till Monday. But Ooh. people who... Uh, <laughs> sounded... Uh, yeah, that, yeah, that Savage AccuTrigger. What about that Savage That's, rifle? Uh, this is the only 7-8 we have. Uh, there was a three oh eight. When I left yesterday, so there is one of the. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There was a 243 uh, on the shelf when I left yesterday. Uh, but they could reserve them. Uh, oh yeah, definitely. Call up on the phone, put a small deposit on it, and then head over there Monday and pick it up. Yeah, and I, I brought these early enough, so if you still haven't made up your mind for what you want to shoot this deer season, uh, we'll definitely have time to get more of these in stock before uh, before firearm season kicks off. Um, what on sixteenth uh, November. Uh, I'll say December 28th is what they're saying here. Oh, that's alternative yeah. method. Uh, archery's 15th. Yeah, archery ends on 15th, so... December uh, 16th is firearms, I think, isn't it? 
Yeah, that's somewhere. antlers. Have either, have any of you guys gone out uh, November sixteenth with archery, uh, hunting with archery? No. Have you? I have not. Um, I have a bow. I never get a chance to go shoot. Have you? Have you tried? I, it? I have uh, only been out uh, bow hunting one time, but I intend to do it this year. Now, I only shot a real bow, as opposed to what you get when you're a kid. Uh, when I was in college, there was a cheap credit course I could take, and it was archery, and I did. <laughs> <coughs> and I have to tell you, I hated it. I want to get an atlatl. Uh, okay. What would that well, be? Well, you know, a spear thrower? Any, oh, any reliable that... atlatl de- de- dealer <laughs> has them. I, I don't, I'm well, surprised. Now that, now that we're allowed to use alternative methods, uh-huh. um, I threw an atlatl in competition when I was living in Florida. And um, I've watched videos of uh, people stalking deer with them, and it's something I really want to try. That sounds challenging. No kidding. Wow. Um, Wow. Uh, I bet I remember shooting. I I, I remember taking this course, and uh, I remember the very first thing the instructor said is, if I hear any of you tell me I shot an arrow into the air and you (laughs) raise your bow, you are going to fail the course. Fair enough. Don't you shoot all arrows into the air? Well, not without a target. And I I remember my fingertips, I, how sore it was wintertime when I took that course. And my fingertips were sore. I hated that. <laughs> but it was a good, yeah, better good than golf. credit. Yeah, but it was a quick, easy credit, and I was, I was good with that. More Gary on Guns coming up. 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. It is uh, 26 minutes after the hour. State Representative Chuck Basie on board with us. Dale Roberts from the CPOA. Garson, of course, is in from Graf's. Just talking about a terrific, that Savage rifle. What a sweet deal that is. Yeah, they're Man. truly the best bang for the buck you can get. And that and that trigger did feel good. It was right there. Man, I like that. I, I think my wife probably will get a part-time job to help me pay for that. <laughs> <laughs> do you think Ronnie would do that? I think she will. Start. Is she afraid that you might start? <laughs> I want to tell you, you know, week after week, these guys bring these things in here. Uh, and then they taunt me they, because they call out to my wife who listens. <laughs> Gwen, you can get this for, you know, whatever. Or Gary, you should get this for Gwen. That's right. the one that really gets me in trouble. <laughs> because then she says, well, why didn't you? Uh, and then, you know, it's like a quick way to go broke. Uh, U.S. Uh, Supreme Court in January agreed to hear a Second Amendment challenge to a gun control law. For the first time in nearly 10 years, the case came from a New York City regulation that bans city residents uh, with premises handgun licenses. That, that, is the, that, by the way, is one of the stupidest things I have ever heard, that you need to have a license to have a gun on your private property. I mean, that, right. Mm-hmm. Right from the get-go, it's stupid. But apparently, um, the city had a law that said you couldn't take that firearm outside of New York City. Uh, for any lawful purpose. And the city defended the law all the way to the uh, U.S. Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit. They said it was essential to public safety, according to the NRA. Uh, But ever since the Supreme Court agreed to hear the appeal for that decision, the city and the state officials in New York have been running scared, and desperately uh, they have been maneuvering to convince the justices to dismiss it. Now, it seems that isn't going to happen. What they wanted to do in New York was drop this law so that there would be no reason to go to the Supreme Court, ostensibly. And and then perhaps... So there could be no ruling on it. Right. And then uh, somewhere down the road, maybe when the Supreme Court tips back to the left, they reinstate that law and there's nothing to stop them. 
uh, but the Supreme Court didn't buy into it. They've decided they're going to hear it. Um, the lawsuit is uh, New York State Rifle and Pistol Association uh, versus the city of New York. Uh, and it is, uh, according to the NRA, a revealing look into the mindset of gun control extremists, and in particular their refusal to acknowledge the Supreme Court's precedents that recognize the right to keep and bear arms as a fundamental individual liberty. Dale, you're an attorney. How do they manage to make a law that says you need a license to keep a constitutionally uh, um, protected right to own a gun in your home? It, it is frightening, isn't it? I mean, and the, this, the crazy thing is, this is so, so similar to the Heller versus District of Columbia case where, you you know, you had to have a permit to have a handgun. And Mr. Heller, who was a federal security agent during the day and guarded federal buildings with a handgun, was not permitted to have a handgun in his home to protect himself where he had suffered uh, threats and violence in the past. And so the Supreme Court said you know that that's not constitutional you just can't do that and how this so i can understand why the city of new york wants this to go away i i cannot imagine how they could prevail on on you know what they've what they've done there was a similar case when i lived in northern virginia i was working in washington dc and there was a an elderly black woman and uh, her husband had passed away it was late at night she heard somebody breaking into her house and she remembered that her elder, that her now deceased husband, had a, a handgun in uh, one of the dresser drawers, and she uncovered it, pulled it out, and she shot the burglar. And she got prosecuted for having that gun in the house. She would have been a victim if she hadn't. You bet. And those those cases are just outrageous. It's just unconscionable to think that you could prosecute someone who just saved their life by using something to defend themselves. Um, but that's the attitude they seem to have. We'll check with Chuck Basie here in just a moment. Find out if anything good or bad is pending in the state. We'll do that next. Gary on Guns, 93.9 Eagle. Hey, welcome. It is 36 minutes after the hour. Uh, from Graf and Sons, Garson has come out, brought out two uh, terrific firearms, a 44 Magnum and a Savage uh, hunting rifle that is just a terrific deal. Uh, they, uh, you can, uh, if you're interested in them, uh, you can put a hold on it. Uh, you can call up uh, uh, Graf's and uh, tell them, hang on to it. Here's a you know, little deposit. Uh, we showed them uh, on screen. If you're at uh, Gary on Guns, you could have seen them because we have cameras all over the studio. Uh, terrific deals. I'm telling you, really, that... And especially that rifle. Man, what a steal. Uh, also on board with us, Dale Roberts, CPOA, and Representative Chuck Basie, uh, who is uh, sitting in with us this morning. I am curious to see what kinds, especially uh, in light of the push in uh, St. Louis, what kinds of legislation uh, relating to guns are being pushed. Are there any pro-gun legislation that's being introduced, uh, Jeff? Well, we won't know until December when it could uh, pre-file bills, but I, I did talk to the sponsor of the uh, the gun-free zone legislation that he's filed it every year since we've joined the legislature, Jared Taylor from Springfield. And uh, that has not made much progress. Uh, one year we did uh, pass it, uh, or no, I, I, excuse me, we did bring it up for debate on the floor, but didn't get much further than that. But um, 
I, I'm sure Jared's going to file that again, uh, and uh, I think it's a good bill, and hopefully we'll make some movement on that this year. If I come down to see you in your office in Jeff City, and I'm concealed carrying, is there a prohibition on that? No, I believe you can conceal carry in the Capitol. Um, you have to go through the the uh, security checks and all that, but if you're a licensed CCW holder, you can you can carry in the Capitol. Do they have scanner uh, the magnetometers there? I, I believe they do. Yeah. So you walk in, you show them your ID, and then you have to pull the firearm out. I assume. I don't think so. No, I I don't. I, I've never done that. Uh, I'd set off a separate entrance. But, right. Uh, it's my information that when you go to the to the where they scan you, where you check in, um, you tell them that you have a weapon. And they will ask to see your permit, and you show it to them, and they do not want you to take the weapon yes, out. Uh, I hope they and, wouldn't do that. Yeah, and then and then you enter. I, I would hope they wouldn't have you handle that there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, that was my concern. I was wondering if you, you don't want to put that thing on a on one of those little conveyor, conveyor belts. belts. <laughs> yeah, that was mine. Let me grab that. Pass it down. Yeah. Uh, but it, you can conceal carry as long as you have a permit. I believe so, yeah. And it, I believe the only restriction is you cannot conceal carry into a committee hearing committee hearing room so that if you're going into a hearing, you would need to leave it somewhere. Uh, I'd leave it in Chuck's hands. I'd, yes. I'd feel or into one of the galleries. I believe, or into the, the galleries, yeah. Or the Senate gallery. Yeah. So basically, you can have it in the building in the hall and in an office of a legislator, but not where they are meeting do you guys feel like, I, I don't know, when I uh, have to go into a building where I'm not allowed to carry, I actually feel, and I guess because I've been doing this for so long, I feel vulnerable. There, There is that, I don't know, some would call it paranoia, but that I, you know, you see so many incidents taking place that you think it, it could happen here. There's no reason to think that it couldn't. And the only substitute uh, I have... Uh, Kimber Pepper Blaster. It's a pepper spray in a gel form that shoots out at about 120 miles an hour. And it's the pepper substance is in gel, so it sticks to whatever it hits. That's not a substitute, but I feel like it's better than nothing. Yeah, I don't, I don't, Garson, I don't think it's paranoia. Uh, it's not like I think they're out to get me. Uh, but you just don't know where the bad guy is. Or when he'll show up, or what his motives or her motives are. Well, and you have had threats to your life before, haven't you? Yeah, that, so. that happens. <laughs> that happens. Well, from, and from here all the time. I I don't think I should mention the name of the business, but there's a company here in town that recently had some layoffs, unrelated to what was going on locally, but in other locations. And this past week or two. Um, had an employee threaten to come there with his AK-47 or whatever, and I think CPD has been called. And, uh, you know, it, as I said, you always think, well, that happens in D.C. or Detroit. It can happen in little old Columbia. See, that's it. It's not paranoia. It's just that you know it can happen anywhere, anytime. And, and, the sh you and, know, it, and, and in fact, uh, I would argue, Chuck, that there's it, a greater likelihood it's going to happen in a place where you're not allowed to carry. Well, yeah, that's, uh, stats show that's overwhelmingly the case, uh, I believe, yep. Let's grab a couple of phone calls here on Gary on Guns. We'll start off with less is on the line, and in this case, less is more. Good morning. Hey, Gary. You mentioned uh, that you need a CCW to go into the state capital carrying. As we know now that uh, Missouri is a conceal and carry state, I am asking you all to review the places that you cannot go 
without a permit? And would you re- who do you recommend to get a learner's permit from? I'll hang out. Thank a you. learner's permit? Yeah, a concealed carry permit uh, nope. classes. Oh, classes. Yeah. Okay. Learn to carry. Tim Oliver is always, you know, the go-to permanent trainer in the state. He travels all over Missouri doing concealed carry classes. So, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, LearnToCarry.com. Now, do you still teach? I teach with Todd Burke. He does classes. They do t- classes at Target Masters. I mean, there are plenty of... I, I think if you went into any firearm store in Columbia, they could refer you to more than one good trainer, uh, instructor. Um, and as far as your request about reviewing you know, places where you can and can't carry is part of what Representative Basie was saying a few minutes ago that... Uh, Representative Jared Taylor has had that bill before the legislature for several years now, and and uh, it hasn't moved yet. But Chuck is doing Chuck Basie is doing everything he can to make it move. Yeah, there are a couple of other pieces of uh, legislation I wish would would happen at the federal level. Let me go to the phones. Patrick, welcome. Glad to have you on Gary on Guns. How are you? Good. I'm wonderful, gentlemen. How are you all? Doing well, thank you. Well, I was trying to get through to the sales department, uh, but seems they're off on Saturdays. We uh. I want to set up, I wanted to get some advertise or see if they could advertise for some pork steak sandwiches for the Shrine Club here in town down at Lifestyles Furniture. Oh, you know what? It, it, the truth is, uh, somebody tried to do this yesterday. Uh, they had yeah. mentioned that uh, the Shriners, who, whose funds go to help kids. Um, Shriners Hospitals? Yeah, and, and that they were going to have this uh, at uh, the parking lot of Lifestyles Furniture, and it would go from like 10 a.m. until, what, 2 o'clock in the afternoon or something? Yes, sir. 2 and, yes, and they were selling these uh, uh, pork steak sandwiches. Um, and we told them we can't announce this on the air uh, because yeah, it's an advertisement. And somebody uh, should should have called the ad department because I'm sure we'd have been glad to run. In fact, Brian was even looking for some music. He, he thought he would have to produce a commercial like that. Where is Lifestyles? They, I, I, oh, you the know, old, they're on Broadway. The old Toys R Us. Oh, no. No, I'm Six, sorry. That's 63 East Broadway. Oh, okay, yeah. 63 East Broadway. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, between, so, between Garth and Providence on Broadway. Yeah. Okay, yes. I got you now. Yeah. And, you, and you, might, you might even, this might, you know, sales department could have get two advertisements. Uh, you might be able to get some Boy Scout popcorn down here as well. Some Boy Scout, Boy Scout Pop- popcorn. Pop- uh, yes, they're going to be down there, too. Trails, be, I don't know, could, popcorn? Uh, Brian, could it, would it be a 60-second or a 30-second commercial if you wanted to say... We're doing a fundraiser for Shriners Hospital, and we're doing it in the Lifestyles uh, Furniture parking lot on Broadway. And in addition to the pork steak sandwiches, we're also going to have uh, popcorn, uh, Boy Scout popcorn for sale. Um, And it's going to happen from 10 a.m. today until about 2 p.m. today. Could you do that in a 30-second, or would that yeah, be a 60? Yeah, I think 60? you can get all that information in. It's uh, kind of wordy, but uh, we can we could definitely knock that out. All right, well, next year, next year you'll be able to get the word out, um, and uh, our sales department will help you do that. I greatly appreciate it, gentlemen. You all enjoy your day. You too. Take care. Glad to have you. Making me hungry. I'd love to have a pork steak about now. That sounds good to me, too. No kidding. It's a little early, though. Yeah, we had a, oh, you know what? I haven't it's had a pork steak since last Sunday. Yeah. We get off the air. It's uh, 10 o'clock. You, uh, you know, we can head right I'm, over there. That's a thought. Yeah. It's a good thought. I'll let it out before it dies of solitary confinement. Well, if Gary right. drives, we can be there pretty quick. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're implying, but I follow the speed <laughs> limit religiously. I am missed. <laughs> Boy, who what was that? <laughs> we seem to be picking up some interference from somewhere. Why, yeah. why would anyone here have a smoker's cough? 
I, I don't know. Nobody, nobody here smokes anymore. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. Brian was just choking on, on something. I don't I have no clue what. <laughs> so the, coil, the coil in his vaporizer is Yeah, yeah it's probably overheated. <laughs> You're listening to Gary on Guns 93.9 The Eagle. It is 55.050 50 minutes after the hour. We've turned it during the break into Gary on Cars, or at least on Driving. Uh, we've got uh, Garson. Not driving. Huh? Not driving. Or not driving. Uh, Garson's uh, voice you just heard from Graf and Sons, Dale Roberts from the CPOA, and Re State Representative uh, Chuck Basie uh, on board with us. Uh, we were asking Chuck about uh, legislation that is uh, being uh, kind of kicked around in Jeff City, things that he's heard about. Um, the only pro-gun piece uh, sounded good to me, uh, getting rid of those uh, state uh, locations where you couldn't carry. Right. There, there's been, you know, quite a few gun bills filed every year, uh, pro-gun bills, but uh, a lot of anti-Second Amendment bills, too. And this last uh, couple weeks, we had the special session, and uh, there was about 20 to two dozen or so uh, Second Amendment bills filed, and they were all anti-gun uh, uh, bills. And uh, so if you just go to the, the Missouri House website, mo.house.gov, and hit bill list, you can see the list of them and uh, click on each bill number, and you can get the details on uh, what the legislation was proposed to do. And it's very disturbing because these are, uh, in my opinion, they're not uh, wise things to, to do. Crackdown on legal law-abiding gun owners, I say it all the time. That is not the solution to the problems we have in front of us. You know, it's funny, Garson, when we opened the program, was talking about how, and we were talking about at the federal level, they just never stop. Right. There will always be another anti-gun bill. It's it's like part of the DNA of the political left. And Representative Basie, one of the bills you mentioned, I pulled it up on my on my phone so I could read the text of it. And one of the things this state legislator wants to forbid is, and I quote, a shroud attached to the barrel or that partially or completely encircles the barrel, allowing the bearer bearer to hold the firearm with the non trigger hand without being burned. Right. That would be forbidden. Um, well, under, that'll stop un, a lot under of crime. That, under that bill. And I, I, I may have said this to Representative Basie in the past. There are times when I think, go ahead and give those bills a hearing. Bring it up on the floor. And let's see who really has the chutzpah to vote for something like that. <laughs> put, you know, make them put their nickel on the counter and see where they stand. I, uh, California did it with the Robert Ruse ban. I just don't see it stopping a lot of crime. Oh, yeah. Just because, you know... Forbidding a shroud, you know, making me burn my hand if I hold the barrel is not really an issue. What are yeah, they? Uh, good time to invest in welding gloves. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, then they'll have to ban welding gloves. Yeah. It's like they're doing in Great Britain. They ban the guns and now they're banning steak knives. They're afraid that, you know, people will stab each other. And the mentality is that apparently they think Britons are too stupid to sharpen their butter knives. I guess, uh, and so they're banning them. Um, so what happens with all these bills, the, these bills that want to ban shrouds and things, does that just clog the system? Oh, that just It was just a waste of time, to be honest with you. When the governor makes his call for special session, it's for a specific topic, and this was a tax-related issue. So all these bills filed was just a waste of the researchers' time and efforts, and they weren't going to go anywhere. So it was just a, more or less a publicity stunt by the Democrats. And uh, but I'm sure they'll be pre-filed in December when that happens. And uh, it's 
waste more time. Yeah, something to watch out for. They know they're not going to get passed. Even if it was in regular session, they know it isn't going to pass. Right. So are they doing this so they can go back to their constituents and say, well, I tried. That's part of it. You know, it's politics, uh, unfortunately. But, um, yeah, they, they weren't going to go anywhere. They knew that. And, uh, and, and I thought they were going to bring it up on the floor in some regard, but uh, they didn't. I think that happened in the Senate. They did a little bit of, uh, you know, filibustering over there. They have different rules over on the Senate side. So, but uh, didn't happen in the House. Didn't happen in the House. And every one of those bills, I was saying when we were off the air, you know, when I was the head of alcohol and tobacco control, if a bill file was filed affecting us, we had to do a legal review of the bill, a fiscal review, and say how much would it cost to implement this. We spent a lot of agency time every time a bill was filed. So... Representative Basie, are these bills using up agency time? Well, I don't know if they did fiscal uh, analysis. I mean, not in on the special that. session, yeah, but when they're uh, in the regular oh, session. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, especially when, when a bill is noticed up for hearing, that's when a lot of that kicks in. So, but, uh, you know, and I, I think the Speaker's office has a lot to do with that because they'll, um, you know, they, they're the ones that, that will, uh, you know, assign that to a, you know, for a, uh, not a hearing, but, uh, Fiscal uh, notes and all that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, but, you know, I think that's something we're going to have to deal with. You know, the Democrats are, uh, they're, like Gary said, they're they're not going to go away. They're going to keep pushing this and pushing and, and, uh, but we just need to keep fighting back and standing up for our, our constitutional rights. And thank you for doing so. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a never ending battle. Um, and and I'm grateful that we've got somebody in there like you and uh, Cherie Tolson Reich and and uh, and others that uh, that just won't let them walk all over us. Uh, and I I never did understand the logic of it. I, I I there are so many facts, so many honestly done studies that indicate that none of these gun control laws will prevent anything uh, that has happened from happening. Uh, it just it, yeah. And the like, second the second amendment is also the keystone, which makes the rest of our rights possible. So yeah. the second, the second that one's gone, you kiss the kiss the rest of the ten minutes when they, goodbye too. When they go to the uh, Columbia uh, Tribune to shut it down, uh, the only way to protect them is for somebody to to have a, a gun. That's how you protect freedom of speech. Uh, that's what keeps the government from doing those kinds of things, and uh, they don't seem to care. It almost seems like they want that to happen, and that's another frightening thought. And you look at every country where that's happened, and. I guarantee nobody in this country wants to live in any of those countries. Yeah, absolutely true. Uh, all right, let me uh, see here. we got a, a couple of posts here from Facebook. I'll try to get those in. Uh, Michael says, uh, we don't have a gun problem. We're, this apparently goes back to our talk about uh, St. Louis. We have an angry young men with no life or moral compass problem. How many happy and successful people do you see doing mass shootings? Well, I guess none. Really? It's interesting. I, I hear people say, you know, this is not a mental illness problem. And I, and I hear that and I think, so you're saying a person who is sane and has good mental health would take a firearm and go shoot a bunch of people? I mean, of course there's a mental health component to this. Uh, any of you guys on Twitter? No? What's I'm the that? only one? I am. Uh, you are? Yeah, Chuck Basie, 47. And I... And I, I after Cherie Tolson Rice, I'm even surprised you're on there. <laughs> but and, and the same thing happened to President Trump. Uh, Twitter has blocked John Lott's website. Not only that, they deleted all of their followers, uh, supposedly for abusive behavior. But there was never an explanation that was offered. 
Um, and Twitter has said, you know, if you admit you were wrong, we'll give you a pass. And we're seeing this increasingly in these uh, left-wing media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, et al. Uh, I just, I, 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 don't, I don't know what the solution is except for somebody to come up with an alternative. You're saying it's wrong to silence people who disagree with you? No, they have every legal right, Well, yeah, in my opinion, to do what they're doing. But well, I, when they go back and forth from being a publisher to just a content provider, um, that gets a little slippery there, too, because they get all the protections of just a platform, but then turn around and try and uh, yeah, control the content on their platform. Yeah, I, They I, can't have it both ways. I've heard that before, but I, I, don't, I don't necessarily agree with it. I think they can control uh, and I don't care about their publisher versus, uh, you know, whatever. It's theirs. They can do with it as they please. My point is that somebody on our side needs to come up with an alternative. Right, but they shouldn't get the protections of um, a platform then if they're controlling the content. Yeah, they should. Why shouldn't they? It's two different things. Why is it different? Why is... Why should, we're going to so run... So, YouTube, YouTube has a copyrighted video... They don't get in trouble because they didn't put the video up. But if they control the content, they're now in control of that copyrighted material. So it is their fault. It is their fault and their problem. Yeah, I disagree. I think they have... Uh, Somebody's got to be held accountable for that. We'll have to take this up in three weeks. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we're out of time. All right. Listen, uh, Graf's Mexico, Missouri. Short ride down there. If you do a lot of shooting and you want to save a lot of money... Go down there and get all the reloading supplies that your little heart desires. I've been in the back. i got a tour of the place, and I can't think of a shell that you guys don't carry. Uh, you've got bullets. You've got primers. You've got gunpowder. You've got the equipment. You've got everything you need, and you can save a ton of money. Yes. That's the, very good. I'm glad you added that. The, the <laughs> new Dillons are in stock, by the way. The new the, Dillon presses. Really? Yeah, the 750 just rolled out. About a month ago. He's not talking about Marshall Dillon. No, no. Uh, Dillon Precision. Marshall Dillon. No, he's not. All right. Thanks, guys, for being on board. Representative Basie and uh, Dale Roberts, thank you both. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. You seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby. Honey, I'm coming home.